A five-member team from Cambridge Judge Business School recently competed in the Kellogg Biotech and Healthcare Case Competition, sponsored by AbbV. For the competition, they had to value a drug that is currently undergoing clinical trials. With me to discuss their experiences in the competition and larger issues in the pharma world are four of the members: Billy Smith, Harish Valdandi, Caitlin Etzel, and Nolan Panic. Caitlin, tell us about this competition and what you had to do. Um, well, we were brought in as a team together, um, and the first step of the application process, there was about 30-some-odd um, schools that applied in the first stage, and what we had to do was present um, essentially not quite resumes, but a brief of um, who we were, our experience in various industries, and then also present a statement on you know, why we wanted to be involved in this case competition in the first place and you know, why healthcare mattered and why we wanted to become more involved with this Kellogg Biotech Health Case Competition. Um, that was blinded, and we got through that round, so we were chosen one of ten teams um, to actually you know, get the case, complete it, and uh, go to Chicago to present it to a team of um, judges from Abbott, um, or AbbV, as it's now called, um, or that department. And... Um, yeah, we went through the case. We got about a week before we had to present it in Chicago, and I uh, had a week of arguing and figuring things out, and, uh, and put together. You guys are still a, friends, a, a, right? Oh yeah, we're all really good friends. <laughs> we made us better friends for sure. Um, and you know, putting together the slides and actually shipping it off right after landing <laughs> in Chicago <laughs> off of our plane. Yeah, and uh, okay. Billy, tell us, talk to, talk to us very briefly through this case. What What is this uh, problem that you had to solve? Yeah, so it was interesting. They sent us the case about a week before we had to head to Chicago. And essentially what we were asked to do was to value a new drug called Contrave that's for the treatment of obesity. And so it was about a 20-page case, and it started out with just an outline of the obesity epidemic taking place throughout the world, and the U.S. in particular. Then it walked us through sort of how the how obesity is really formalized in terms of the parameters used to assess it, like BMI and discussion of some of the comorbidities like high blood pressure and hyperlipidemia associated with it. And then it began to walk us through the history of the obesity treatment marketplace in terms of surgeries, pharmaceuticals, um, and other behavioral interventions related to it. Um, and then we got into a discussion of Contrave and how it actually worked and would compete with the others in the marketplace. And then combining all that information, we were asked to put a final value on what it would be. So this is an actual drug. Right, mm-hmm. so it's an actual right. drug. It's a combination of two different drugs that are already on the marketplace, actually. One called naltrexone that treats like opioid uh, that helps when people have overdosed with opioids. And one called bupropion that's for depression. So what is opioid? Sorry. <laughs> so so people, people that have overdosed on narcotics like heroin. Oh, okay. So, all right. And, and that has an application in terms of combating obesity. Right. Well, so it, it has to do with the way that the bupropion interacts with the naltrexone in the brain. The naltrexone blocks the reuptake of some of the neuro- neurotransmitters, and so that allows the bupropion to have a potentiated effect. And so u- utilizing those already existing drugs, their, their new value proposition was this contrary combination of the two, and they actually had a patent for a long-acting combination. Yeah. Okay. Harish, tell us about the uh, approach that you took to value this, this drug. Um, so the, the approach we took was uh, very systematic. Um, so we actually started with the, um, the overall population, and then we applied several filters. 
Um, so we went through basically the market sizing to the actual market potential of the drug. And so we estimated the, the market potential over the next 10 years. Um, and we also took into account lots of uh, other competing factors in the market, like the new introductions of uh, new drugs and the generics. And then we varied the, the market sizing and potential for the drug accordingly. And then essentially we came up with the cash flows. It's perfect. I think like a lot of these other people, when we found out it was a valuation case, uh, we kind of took a step back and thought, oh boy, you know, what are we in for? Uh, but as we moved through it, we were able to call upon kind of apply a lot of the stuff we'd learned in, in the classes for the first semester, you know, Monte Carlo simulation, management science, uh, uh, the valuation process that we learned in finance. And it was fun to kind of apply this in, in a, a case that's actually going on right now that the pharmaceutical companies are probably currently valuing this company. So it was, I guess, a, a real-life case, which is kind of great to apply the, the current knowledge to. And funnily enough, it kind of turned out that the valuation piece in terms of the just the the step-by-step process was almost the straightforward part. And really where it got to be difficult yep. and ambiguous was in the assumptions we were making and that analytical process and getting there. Yep. Um, and we were actually praised for that in terms of our analysis, but... Uh, I think some of the teams that had placed ahead had, had put even more into that. So I think in terms of teams right. coming in next year, uh, <laughs> big emphasis on the analysis is you know very mm-hmm. critical piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to add, the, add to that, I think um, Kate's uh, contribution to the presentation was uh, phenomenal. <laughs> that, that made our, our, our presentation from just ordinary to extraordinary. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely, definitely the great work. Thank you. Even Thanks, after guys. you get the numbers, but... Actually, being able to present it to people and show what you've done, I think that's it's invaluable. Well, that was one of the things that they called out. I mean, we did very well in our presentation, Mark, but also how we defended our assumptions and how we presented ourselves very confidently when we were all, you know, going through our presentation in front of the judges. But I think also, you know, that was one of the things they talked about in our debrief that all the teams that did well, really did well, was in showing data very visually and taking people through not just streams of spreadsheets, but actually knowing how to make a very difficult valuation, really. I mean, all the assumptions we had to build into it, all of the different ways we had to funnel through the patients to make sure we went from this, you know, 76 million obese patients down to, you know, the 2.1 million that apparently are taking pharmaceuticals in 2012 for obesity. How do you get those market numbers down? What's feasible? What can you capture? What are the competitors doing? It's a lot to figure out. And being able to present all that in 15 to 20 minute presentation, essentially what 15 to 20 slides that we had Mm. was certainly a challenge. And I think one of the things that if you want to do well in these competitions, you need to know how to do. And then I think one of the things the other teams perhaps that screwed a little bit above us did was actually taking it even further, taking it a next step and doing something unexpected. So I think we went through very well the how you know, you're supposed to do evaluation. We got to our market flow. We did our sensitivity analysis. We did all of these things. And I think what the winning team did was take that one further and they did a really you know life of the patient kind of perspective that we hadn't thought of. So I think making sure you add something outside of the box mm-hmm. is really the big learning I took away from it, that if we want to do well, um, or any team from Judge wants to really do well, you need to do all of the thi- little things well and all of the process things well, and then also step back and think, now, what can we do that nobody else is going to do? Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, you, you guys did pretty well yourselves. Um, what was your final position in the competition? We rounded up at fourth place, which had a little cash prize, which was quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, um, teams from Berkeley were first and third, and Booth was second, and we rounded that out in fourth. Mm. Um, just very briefly, what are some of the broader issues of pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical industry uh, that you learned from doing this, this competition? Billy? No. I, I can start out, I guess, uh, very broadly. The, there's a lot of um, pricing problems currently with um, generics going on the markets. That's, that's definitely a big problem. Mm. Uh, and just in general, the healthcare costs have increased you know, maybe three times higher than GDP. So as, as they continue to increase, governments are looking for ways to kind of uh, decrease their budgets, and, and that's kind of extending into the, the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, I think there, we certainly saw that there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of the enrollment process and how long it's going to take to actually get a drug to market. What's uh, the enrollment process? So, so to get a drug to market, it's got to go through a series of clinical trials, uh, first in vitro trials, and then phase one is the first in man where they're just testing whether it's safe in humans. And then they go through phase two and three, which is, are pro- progressively more um, intense in terms of their requirements. Um, and so to actually make it to market, it's got to finish all of those trials, uh, show no sort of adverse effects that are dangerous to people, and then receive regulatory approval by the FDA. Mm-hmm. So that process itself, what, what is the average that they gave us? That I think three? two to three years. Two to three years to enroll years. someone usually. I mean, which makes sense when you think about it. I mean, you're trying to enroll people to take a drug that, you know, the FDA, the approving government agency, has not approved yet. It's still in testing. So it's they quite risky. Have a con- yeah, yeah, there are risks yeah. associated with it. And so getting people to um, agree and to take part, and they usually need thousands of people to take part in these trials, um, is no easy task. But it's something they're getting much better at. When we were there, they went through some of the things which you can find online. The company they were working with, Contrave, was um, Blue Chip marketing. They have a lovely case study on their site as well, but just talking about how they actually took this two to three year process and cut it down to about six months, which is really incredible in their industry. Um, So there really are people that are doing innovative and really different things to try and help get these drugs um, into the market quicker and and out there to meet the demand that's certainly out there. Mm. So Harish, tell us a bit about what you gain from participating in this competition on a personal level? Um, sure. Uh, so for me, this is the first time I'm actually, uh, I was working on evaluating a drug and, and I didn't know much about pharmaceuticals industry. I came from healthcare IT background, but I think this was a great learning experience. So I definitely recommend these type of competitions to the future class because um, what you learn inside the classroom and what you learn outside the classroom are totally different and this is one of the best experiences. And just to uh, take it further, so when we were there at the uh, the Kellogg's uh, presentations, um, the, the professor and the executives from different uh, um, you know companies like the AbV, Arcsin Pharmaceuticals, the Blue Chip Marketing, I think listening to them for, for two, three hours was itself actually a great cl- uh, experience, I would say. Um, and the entire pharmaceutical industry is, is evolving, like Kate was mentioning, uh, the way they are, you know, innovatively, innovative uh, approach, they, how they are actually doing it uh, to, to sign up and to take the drug faster to the market, I think is, is phenomenal. Yeah. And finally, Billy, what are your personal learning uh, from this competition? Because you, you're a med school student, so you've, been on one, you've seen one side of this. Um, what, what, what have you learned from this? 
Yeah, so I, I, just to sort of echo her reason, I mean, it was great to be able to see an additional piece of the drug development side, but for me, one of the big pieces was uh, continuing to develop these friendships with people that, you know, that I hadn't worked with before in a context like this. So it's kind of like going on 21st dates with these people, <laughs> uh, you know, because you spend an entire week together just working together, you know, all hours of the day. And um, it accelerates your friendships and really allows you to build a deeper level of bonding than I think you'd have before that. And so that's a really nice piece. And then, you know, that's a big piece of the NBA experience is developing those lasting friendships. And so that was a nice value added for me. Okay. So I guess that little cash prize would go for a little bit in terms of enhancing the friendships. (laughs) So thanks very much, Harish, Billy, Caitlin, and Nolan. Um, Sorry, Mansi couldn't be here, but thanks. She she really wanted to be here as well. And thanks for giving us, you know, your insights into the case competition, but also the issues that uh, pharmaceutical companies are facing. Thank you. Thank you. you.